You got to accentuate the positive. I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. Hi, how are you going? You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation and psychic medium, accentuating the positive for the next hour here on Soul Traveller Radio. It's my intent to present more empowering and loving messages through our media, more love in the media. So I present inspiring stories from people all over the globe who break down the barriers of prejudice, judgment and hatred and uplift our world with their stories and their messages. You can listen to some of my interviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, Soundcloud, Soul Traveller Radio and Community Radio here in Sydney. Please subscribe and support positive media, you can stay up to date with the show on Accentuate the Positive Radio with Karen Swain on Facebook or go to karenswain.com and you'll see most of the podcasts there. This hour, I've got a fabulous guest who just got off the plane yesterday. He said that he, you came from, from Maui. Maui, from that's Maui. right. The fabulous Vin, original name, Arjuna Mati. Mati, you got it. I'm so delighted. He's the founder of Soul Motion, another one full of great stories. So you're another multicultural mix. I had a bit of a look at your stories (laughs) online. Good. (laughs) Fascinating. What'd you think? (laughs) I thought, this guy's got stories to share. That's (laughs) <laughs> also out here doing some dance workshops. I, I, you know, it's been a bit of a journey to become the dance facilitator. But uh, and so we're going to hear a bit of your story. Where were you born? Well, I uh, was born in New York City, uh, actually in the Bronx, in the middle of the last century. You're making yourself sound very old. <laughs> uh, I am. <laughs> And where did you get the name Arjuna from? Right. Well, I have a a spiritual teacher, um, Mm -hmm. Shambhavi Saraswati, who's a Westerner, a Western woman, um, who's been um, on the path of uh, studies for, uh, I think, a quarter of a 25 years or so. And um, as my teacher, I took initiation, Daya, uh, where um, I was given the name uh, after her being with me for three years. I took it two years ago. And Arjuna is a character in the Bhagavad Gita who is uh, being driven. Uh, he's a, a warrior, an archer, but he's, uh, he's uh, perplexed and confused about what action to take, do his duty. And um, I think my teacher, having known me for three years, thought this is a good name for you. <laughs> I, I, I know a couple of Arjunas. So oh, there's, yeah? Oh, there's right. a few confused and perplexed <laughs> spiritual people around. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> We're going to band together someday and hang out. <laughs> and I've got Julie or Giti Rogers in the studio with me who puts on soul motion, facilitates soul motion in Sydney. And Giti's a friend of mine and she said, oh, you know, she told me about you, said that you were coming. Would you like to come on radio? So Giti, good morning. Good morning, Karen. How did you meet Arjuna? I met Arjuna over in Esalen mm-hmm. probably about six years ago. Mm-hmm. I was living in Japan and I'd been involved in a lot of projects over there, help supporting other people's artistic endeavours in film and painting. And um, I just felt a calling I needed to follow my inner 
dance path, but I had no idea. Inner what, rhythm. My inner rhythm. <laughs> but I had no idea what or what that was. And um, yeah, and a friend of mine, Japanese friend, came back from America, from Esalen. She'd just been there, mm. which is in uh, California. It's a wonderful institute with many different courses. And she handed me a brochure and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, wow, okay, maybe there's something here. I glanced through the time that I had available. Um, and Ajuna was running a soul motion workshop. And yeah, I just felt called. That and was, that, that was, was the first time you. I went by myself, had mm-hmm. no idea where I was going to, but something just felt right. Mm. So I followed it and I'm very glad Following I did. Following your heart. Here we are today. That's what you have to do. Everyone has to follow their heart. Mm. Look, you, you look like you're having a lot of fun, mm. but you didn't, but you weren't, weren't always a dancer, Arjuna. Mm. You, how did you, what was your first incarnation in this lifetime? Well, gee, what a question. Uh, uh, a baby. I was a baby boy. <laughs> but, when you, but when you left school, what did you? how were you right. going to conquer the world? Well, I left school and uh, went into the military and oh, uh, okay. spent a f- number of years there and one year uh, in, in Vietnam, which was my last uh, year. I told you I was old. And... Um, <laughs> That's all right. We've got old listeners. <laughs> um, but I can still move. I move like a younger man. Don't let that stop you from coming. Where do you see me move? Um, I, you know, I, I batted around. I was a goodness. I was a bank teller for a while, uh, and, and then I went to school to become a hairdresser, and that didn't work because I, my hands were shaky. And then I went to school to become a jewelry maker, and that didn't work because I kept soldering my two fingers together. So. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I worked in a factory. I worked as a factory worker for a while. And then eventually having, got, you know, this is great. This is the wonderful thing about uh, life and events in life. I got fired from the job, which I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life. I was already planning to be the manager of the factory. And I got fired because I talked too much <laughs> in the factory. And because I got fired, then I, it, you know, it was a series of events. And then I went to school and I was going to work for early childhood. I worked with, a lot with young children. I was going to continue my progress as a educator in early childhood and I needed to fill a a grade. I took a dance class. That was the end of it. And then I just switched everything and moved towards dance. So how old were you when you took your first dance class? My first dance class, I was in I was in my mid-20s. In your mid-20s? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, interesting enough, when you're in your mid-20s, they tell you you're too old. To, exactly, to dance. Yeah, because yeah. I was in my mid-20s too and I was just, you know, thinking maybe I would like to do this for a living. And uh, But I danced as a kid, but I never mm-hmm. thought it was going to be my living. It was just playing with the idea and everyone said, oh, no, you're too old. Yes. 25 is too old. Yes. Yeah. I heard the same thing, but, yeah. but being a man in a, in, a, in a field that's dominated by women with I had a great deal of rhythm I could d- move and chew gum and clap my hands at the same time I said this guy's good and uh, I got a lot of attention even though I was older quote unquote uh, to enter into dance so what sort of dance were you doing contemporary yeah, classical perhaps all of that jazz. all of it I was a member of a ballet company uh-huh. an apprentice in a ballet company a number of modern dance companies I did all the jazz I taught everything including uh, <laughs> when Jane Fonda came on the scene and took all our students to go and do aerobics, oh my God, I yeah. became an aerobics teacher. Okay. Sure. Did you wear the high? Uh, you bet, baby. <laughs> I got leggings, sneakers. <laughs> it was, it was. I'd like know, to see the photo. I needed to work. Well, maybe we could send you some. I, I needed to work. So. <laughs> Oh my God, Jane Fonda. She's, she's still looking good, I tell you. She's looking great. You got to do what you have to do, right? To stay in the field you want to stay in.
But you did some acting as well, didn't you? Right. Along, along with the dancing, um, you know, I came from a family that's a Cuban father and Italian mother. So we were really good with histrionics and gestures when we talked. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. Just, it just came with the territory. So you were already moving so before was, you were a dancer, right. <laughs> just when you spoke. Exactly. Use the whole body to speak. <laughs> And so, and I've always had a flair for the dramatic, as people who know me will tell you. So it was an easy shift. I know, right? It was an easy shift to move into. He's got, he's got a partner, friend, ex-partner in the studio. Yeah, she is my ex-wife. It's my ex-wife, well, actually. In the studio, having a giggle in the background, <laughs> laughing at everything he says. So funny. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Well, so that that was it. And I, my, the first play I was asked to do was called "The Indian Wants the Bronx." I played an East Indian with the turban. I didn't speak any English, which was great. And I just, but mostly I just acted with my body and gestures and I was a hit. People thought this guy can act. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Look, it's got to be, you know, if there's not play involved in the prayer, what, you know, what's, yeah, what are look, we doing? That's what are we right. Doing? The feeling right? is the prayer. The play is the prayer. Mm. We're going to hear more of uh, this, but I'm interested to see how it evolved into what it is today because mm. obviously mm. there was a lot of discovery and mm. play. And But I'm going to play a song and we'll come back and talk to uh, Arjuna Mati. This is, uh, this is one that he has said that he likes. It's called... Oi, hey, oi, how do you say it? Oye. Oye. Oye, which means hey. 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 So it's by (laughs) Pramana. Can you tell me who it's by? Please, save me. (laughs) I don't, you know what, uh, how about we get him on the other side? Panama Cardoon. Cardoon. There you go. Panama. 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 Cardoon. So it's a bit of Latin. It's Latin, baby. So if you're not driving. It's for my Cuban father. Get up and dance. (laughs) Love it. A fabulous flow reader, my house. Welcome to my house. Oh, I love it. So Arjuna picked that one. We've been playing some music on his requests. I've got soul motion facilitator or founder, really, Arjuna Mati in the studio with me. And we've been learning a bit about his hmm. journey. So this is some of the music that you play in your classes. You this, mix it up. I mix it up. I'll, I'll play this type of music and uh, I'll play American classes. Uh, pop and classics and Frank Sinatra will sneak in there. Jazz. <laughs> I love jazz music. I'll play mm-hmm. jazz music. Uh, it's really a whole gamut, international music, world music. Uh, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. And silence too. We'll also move to and the great silence. silence. Yeah. yeah, fabulous. We've heard a bit about your journey starting, did you say you grew up in the Bronx? Or I grew up in the Bronx. New York yeah. and then, you know, becoming a... <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm getting Jane Fonda. I've got the Jane Fonda. I've got you in those Jane Fonda right. pants in That's my good, head. Yes. Um, so a dancer and an actor. And how did you get into? You know, what was the spiritual journey? What What were the questions that were yeah. burning? Well, since I was a little boy, I've been um, on track to 
understand a little bit more who I, who am I and what am I doing here? <laughs> um, I was um, raised a Catholic, devout Catholic, Italian mother, uh, altar boy, serving Mass, loving to serve Mass, loving that idea of being close, uh, being a representative of the people with the direct line to God. So it it was early on um, from there, just continuing through all all the phases of what was happening in America in the 70s and 80s with spiritual um, revolution and spiritual journeys. Um, so that was always a part of me. It's, ne- it's never devoid of what I do. The big questions. The big questions. Yeah. And who answered your questions? Well, I'm still, you, I'm still looking. You're still looking. <laughs> I'm still where, asking questions. Where did you find the answers that were satisfying to you? Mostly in silence in deep silence and uh, in stillness, and I still do uh, mm-hmm. when I'm able to uh, restore a bit of peace. Um, um, I uh, find uh, myself in a, in a place where things um, seem to um, jive a little bit more for me, and also in movement. It's mm-hmm. always been, I find the stillness in movement ever since I was a little boy, uh, something about whether I was running, shagging fly balls in center field, um, there was something about motion and movement that uh, had me feel at peace and integrated with what was happening. I knew, I knew who I were, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, when I was moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But usually before the silence, there's the, you know, seeking out some answers from the guru or the teacher or the books. Who were some of the people that were insp- inspirational to you? Well, gee, you know, again, d- during in my day, it was like we went to pe- people like uh, Alan Watts was certainly big. Alan Watts, for uh, and, and and still affects me. I, I was came across a quote of his the other day, and which I mentioned to my to my traveling companion, my dear dear Anna. He reminded me that you know, whenever I get smaller, contracted, look out and remember that I'm composed of. I'm composed of the same atoms that are out there in in the sky and in the ocean. And, of course, being here in Sydney, there's a lot of sky and a lot of ocean to yeah. get connected with that. Yeah, so, absolutely. So he was very, um, very, very important to me. And uh, That infinite – you know, it's interesting. I love living on the coast because you've got that infinite view when you look out to the ocean, absolutely. which I love. But funnily enough, we – you know, the outback is like that too, the outback of Australia, because there's just so much nothing. Uh-huh. So when you look out into the horizon, it just goes forever. So you get that sense of infinity as well. Mm. I hope uh, – on our next journey here, we have a little more time to actually investigate these areas that mm, you're speaking mm. about. That's my desire. Yeah, well, you'll do it. You yeah. sound like you've manifested most of your desires. You know, it. it I have, um, in spite of myself. <laughs> I truly <laughs> Don't have. you love that? I've, I feel the universe <laughs> is conspiring for you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> When did you find out that you were creating your reality? You know, that's because that's one of the reasons I have the show is to really teach people about the power within us, you know, that connection to the infinite that allows us to have what we want, uh, you know, to fulfill desire. I think most desire is about the experience and the feeling, not the stuff. We get it so mixed up. You know, somewhere along the line, and I don't know what the uh, incident was, but I, I got, I got that there were two ways to have a meal. One was to go and choose everything yourself and, um, you know, like a smorgasbord. And the other was to sit and have the meal delivered to you and, and be okay with what is. And for some odd reason, the latter was always very comfortable to me. So I've not done a lot of projections in my life, five-year plans, 10-year plans, this is where I'm going to be. But I have, for some reason, been given a facility to, um, in most cases, to trust. And grace seems to be uh, abundant in my life that I've... Um, 
um, found out that by relaxing and, re- and restoring into listening to the deep within and being able to distinguish, which my teacher has helped me to distinguish between ego and soul, um, to watch tension in my body, watch the tension in my body, um, I've been uh, privy to being led. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So would you say that the tension in your body is the resistance to your soul? The tension in my body, is, 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 that's a lovely description. That, that seems to fit. I think the tension in my body usually is an indication that whatever it is I'm planning or thinking, I might want to relook at. Mm-hmm. I might want to relook at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. And how, and how have you found that the motion heals? Because it's really a part of that sort of healing, you know, to get more in touch mm. with soul, I suppose, and to, to be out of the head. That's what we were talking about mm-hmm. with uh, Moria before. You know, he was saying the dig is very grounding. Mm-hmm. So what is grounding that's getting out of the mind mm-hmm. that's saying why, what, where, how, what, I don't know, mm-hmm. I, you know, answer, uh, give me the answers to just sort of being in the moment with the vibration. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're finding that with motion as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know the exact answer to that question, but what I do understand is that I'm alive, and because I'm alive, I am motion. I am connected to movement. And so it's, it's a no-brainer to tap into uh, movement as being um, a way-shower to restoration and relaxation of tension. I'm just aligning myself with what is happening. I'm, I, I often tell my students, you know, it's, it's, it's a fallacy to think that we're a vertical line standing on a horizontal plane. We're not. We're this jumble of, of, of rotating cells on a rock that's in revolution and rotating around. So it's, it's just truly circularity and spiral activity. And so it's just aligning with what really is occurring that mm-hmm. brings spaciousness to 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 a dancer to mm-hmm. a dance artist which by the way we all are <laughs> i want you to know out there if you're sitting thinking i can't do it you are a dance artist becoming you know here's the thing about that most uh, people oh, you know some people are so awkward in their skin you know especially mm-hmm. when they get on the dance floor mm-hmm. all their mental yeah. stuff kicks in i'm not good enough i don't know how to do it i don't know their resistance kicks in and and you see it in their movement there's no fluidity so i suspect that the soul motion is about getting you know getting in the fluidity of life and out of the head but you you know just go to any sort of disco or nightclub where you see people dancing it's hysterical to watch them we were having a discussion about this actually just last night the four of us about what indicates progress in in this kind of dance whereas you can go and learn the tango and of course you can see you know now i can make i can make the step that was taught to me and I don't. Again, I don't think we have answers for it. But the discussion led to it's an internal progress. Grace and fluidity is really an internal event. Mm. And and for me to judge, which I was ready to do until I was taken back by my uh, colleagues here, uh, you can't just judge by the, the by the amount of tension we see in someone. There's a whole world going on behind the eyes, so to speak, mm-hmm. that would measure progress. And that's the sort of thing soul motion really um, excels in. Um, many of my students are. Um, all, you know, they're not, they're citizens, they're ordinary citizens, as well as trained dancers. Yeah. Oh, so my guest in the studio today is the gorgeous Arjuna. Now, have I said that right? I've had so many you names. You did it. Arjuna. Arjuna. There we go. Think of a pirate. Arr. Arjuna. Arjuna, <laughs> not Arjuna. Arjuna Mati, who is the founder of Soul Motion, just off the plane from, uh, I think you came from Hawaii, didn't you? I went, I was at uh, a wonderful event on Maui. I actually live in the west coast of the USA, mm. uh, in Portland, Oregon. 
Indian, but I was, and I was in Maui for a week uh, working. I went to work. I wasn't just sunbathing. I was working. I come to work. This is, this is my work. So now I'm here to work. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to come back and have more of a chat to, to discover a bit more about soul motion. Here's another request. Geeti's put this one on. It's called Grandmother's Sphere. Is that right, Geeti? Got it. Yep. And, and so this one's a bit more of a chilled out one. And it's from Portland. It's by an and it's from Portland. Yeah, yeah it's from East, East Forest. Is the name of the artist. Was appropriate. Do you want to know what enlightenment is? From your hometown. Beautiful. That's what we're doing here in the studio today. We're dancing. <laughs> Let's dance. Ah, oh, the fabulous Bowie. Well, I've played that. I think I've played that every week since he left the planet. Can't have enough dancing. My guest in the studio today is Arjuna Mati, who is the founder of Soul Motion. I love how you say my last name. Do I you really, want to say it right? Uh, you, you, you do. <laughs> Most people don't. What do they say? Marty. Marty. <laughs> Arjuna Marty. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I love you. That's, that's it. <laughs> oh, thanks, darling. I love you too. So we've been talking all about the dance. I mean, it's funny talking about dance. Dance is really more of a visual mm. thing or a feeling thing. But, you know, here we are on radio, so we're going to talk about it. I've loved a bit of the dance in my day, I have to say. Started, I went to the Pineapple Studios and did a bit of dancing there when I was young, backpacking around the world. And, um, you know, the Pineapple Studios in London? Uh, the famous no. dance studios uh-huh. over in London and was taught by some quite famous dance teachers when I was young. Uh, a couple of the studios like went bankrupt. I remember I was having a great time in one of the studios. But I was having this conversation with Gitti on the phone yesterday about dance. So soul motion, let's talk about exactly what soul motion is. It's not a str- – like when you turn up for a class, you don't, you don't learn a routine, do you? No. So what happens? Well, mostly what happens is they come in – Mm. And then I have some music mm-hmm. and um, I talk to them about the basics of mo- movement, which mm-hmm. um, has to do with shifting weight and lowering and rising. And um, we go from there. 
it, it, it's that simple. I mean, it's that approachable. Um, most everyone can shift weight. And everyone who shows up has some inkling, some desire to, to, to be the dancer. That's why they showed up. Mm-hmm. So I've already got them willing. It's a matter of helping them realize that um, we there's no need to um, dance like me or the guy next to you. Uh, it's really about finding for yourself, uncovering for yourself your own um, dance artist. Mm-hmm. So that's usually where we start. It's quite different to n- normal sort of contemporary or any sort of dance where you show up and learn mm-hmm. steps. Like I, um, I was salsering a couple of years ago when I was living in a different part of Sydney and salsering every week and loving it. I was saying to Geeti that I found myself shrieking it with delight as I was dancing because it was just so mm-hmm. delicious. And I took my ex-husband along. Well, he was my husband at the time. Um, you know, you're going to learn this so you can dance with me. And it took him six weeks and he couldn't get the first step. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a lot of people have trouble remembering steps and stuff. So I guess that soul motion takes all that out of the equation, doesn't it? Absolutely. Those things are removed. It's not about choreography. It's it's not about learning a routine. It's truly about um, learning to uh, relax and allow music. Because the music is the medicine. The music is the key. Um, There's a way in which we just give ourselves over to uh, doing nothing. Uh, One of the big platforms, or we call activity platforms, Platforms in soul motion is referred to as pause presence. So we we remember again the value of doing nothing, the value of just allowing what is happening to happen, and 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 then uh, we will have a response. We will always have a response to music. Yeah, there's no doubt. Right. So it's that kind of shepherding that occurs in a soul motion class. Look, I agree, but it's really interesting. I go to a lot of music events, and the younger generation, I find this really weird. They listen to music and they don't move. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, how do you not move? But I've seen a whole audience, a whole room full of younger people, just watching completely still as they watch the musicians play. And I'm moving and I look around and I think, I'm the only one in the room moving, but I'm sort of older by about 10 or 20 years. What is that with the younger generation? Why aren't they, why aren't they moving? Well, see, I don't know if, that's, it's, if they're not moving because they could be moving and we're just not seeing it. My point is... They're moving in their mind. They're mov- well, they're, they may also be moving in their body, but it, it, we learn about subtle movements. We learn about micro-movements in soul motion. We learn about the breath as the basis of all movement. So when we apply attention and intention, movement can be indecipherable to the, to the eyes. Matter of fact, that's okay. one of the things we, we offer people that what you learn here, we want you to minimize so much that you can do it standing at the postal at the post office or standing in line, and you're still consciously in motion. So I'd, I'd be a little more refrained on saying they're not moving. They okay. could be. That's interesting. Yeah. Next time I'll look at them. I'll look for the micro movement. Look for that micro movement, baby. <laughs> Maybe I should learn a few more micro movements. It's macro movements. <laughs> I was saying that, you know, I've done a few classes like soul motion type classes, five rhythm classes and different, explored a few different uh, classes because there's quite a few teachers doing different classes here in Sydney. And I find that um, because I come from that training, I actually love learning a routine, being in my head so that I have to work it out and then dancing it and forgetting the routine and letting the body dance the routine. That's something that I love. But so having those, that sort of left, right brain coherence. So you have to memorize something and think about it. And as you're thinking about it, you can't dance it while you're thinking about it. Like you just step it out. And then when you put the music on, once you've memorized it, like letting go of that right brain stuff 
and just dancing it. That's right. And letting the body dance it. I love that, which I don't find in sort of these modern soul motion type classes. Right. Right. Freedom is in the, uh, the freedom of the form is really what you're shooting for. And that's what we emphasize always. I may not teach steps, but I will give uh, inquiries for people that are very specific or offer them scores, a movement score, for instance, over, under around, through. That's your score. That's what you go and work with. So it's not just do anything. And you're right. Many, 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 many of us, uh, we feel constrained by the word, I'm going to say it, so please don't get nervous, discipline. (laughs) You know, we just get all nervous about the idea of discipline. Um, So there is an opportunity for dancers like you in Soul Motion to come and be challenged to work in an inquiry and find the freedom in that form. The, The basic Thing, the basic piece about conscious dance and soul motion is that I want citizens to experience the feeling you just described as a dancer, as a technical dancer, as a trained dancer. I want that for everyone. So that's what we're shooting for without having to go through the rigors of learning a routine. I remember that as well. It was great freedom in having a routine down and then just Dancing. soaring with it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'll go say, it's been a few years since I've done that. Yeah. The soaring part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put on a few kilos yeah, okay. since then too. Not too much soaring happening today. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, that's lovely. So you're doing a couple yeah. of uh, workshops. We're running out of time and we've got tickets to give away to subscribers. Yep. Geeti, do you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, there's um, two masterclasses, which doesn't mean you have to be a master at all. <laughs> good, good move. That really scared people when I said, I there's some masterclasses and we went, <gasps> but no, come. It's exactly what Arjuna has just been saying. This is for everyone. We have two tickets to give away. To, to a subscriber. To a subscriber. Yeah, so call yeah. in and get information on that. Or yeah. If people do want to find out more yeah. about it, where do they go? They go to your they go to your website, don't they? Yeah, just go to um, Facebook page, Soul Moves Dance, and all the information is there of what Arjuna will be up to in Australia. How long yeah. are you here? When are you leaving? Um, on the, oh, the oh. 9th. The, the re- yeah, there's a retreat. Uh, on, the so on the 9th. On the 9th of February. So on the evening February. of the 9th. Right. Yeah. It, this okay. is just a, a short uh, journey. Um, w- We'll see what happens. Is this your first time to Australia? Yes, it is. Oh, my welcome. Yes, it is. Yes, thank you. Well, that's beautiful, Just your first time. It. And I saw that you are at Bondi on the cliffs. Giti posted oh, yes, a photograph nice. of you all at the cliffs on Bondi. Yes. That's so beautiful. We'll, we'll have to come back and, um, you know, teach us some more soul motion I would love to. And in I, the future. I, I, I hope uh, you don't have to answer right now, but I hope you're available Monday or Tuesday. Come and see what we're up to. I was actually going to be away, but okay. um, anyway, uh, maybe. I next don't know. time. So a friend of mine has just passed away and his funeral on Tuesday, so I'm thinking I might not go away. I might go to a funeral instead. But anyway, I, I don't like funerals. I like celebrations of life. Well, you can do both. Come yeah. dancing then to the funeral. <laughs> there you go. Perfect combination. A dancing funeral. <laughs> a dancing funeral. Now, that would be good. Well, I wanted to talk about the Esalen Institute, but we've run out of yes. time. Next time. I want an Esalen Institute in Australia. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Arjuna, I really enjoyed being here. Beautiful. Thank you. So what's your, did we say your website? Yeah, fa- we do. Um, so, Facebook, or, or you can go to the main Soul Motion website, which is www.soulmotion.com, and that's the states. But there is information on there and what he's up to in Australia, and all the information about those fundamental principles that Arjuna mm-hmm. has been talking about. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening. Obviously, those dates have gone by. That was an excerpt from my three-hour show here in Sydney on Community Radio. It was great to have Arjuna and Giti and Anna in the studio with me. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to support positive media by supporting Soul Traveller Radio. Go to Soul Traveller Radio on Facebook and hit that like button and also accentuate the positive with Karen Swain on Facebook and again hit that like button. Support positive media. It's changing our world. If you want to find out more about me, karenswain.com. Have an explore of the website. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Bye for now. Wanting to know how to move forward with your life? Do you want to know how you make a difference in the world? Come and have a reading with me, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation. Through me, you'll speak with my guides, blissful beings. They bring you a broader perspective of who you are and what's possible. Readings available from anywhere in the world on Skype. Book a session today. Go to karenswain.com, K-A-R-E-N-S-W-A-I-N.com.